Jay Johnson here, and I want to welcome you today to our daily podcast series, Success Diaries. You have dreams of success, and we're here to give you real-life stories that inspire you. From CEOs, entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners, if they can do it, you can too. No BS, no fluff. Let's get to it. I believe in you. To my listeners, welcome to Success Diaries. Today is going to be a great story. You may or may not have heard of this gentleman named Clifford Starks, but he is a former UFC fighter turned entrepreneur. Now he helps others in life and in business. So I've always been very curious about UFC. I've never actually had an opportunity to talk to a UFC fighter or anybody really in that arena. I mean, I follow boxing my whole life. And, and of course, there's a lot of drama around that whole thing over the last 10 years or so. But I am really interested to hear your story, where you began, how you ended up being an entrepreneur who inspires so many people today. So without further ado, tell us about yourself. Yeah, thank you, Jay. I appreciate it. So the three areas I went through is it's you against the world, uh, you versus you, and life works for you. And that was the process that I went through. So my biological dad left when I was four. And I remember that distinctively, knowing that people who are supposed to be there can leave your life. And I wanted to focus on getting as strong as I could on my journey, uh, not only strong for myself, but strong for the people that I cared for. And so that's what I focused on doing was being as strong as I could. And you're learning lessons as you're going through your process and figuring things out along the way. I was an overweight kid, ended up losing the weight, and I was so excited to get to where I was looking to go, that I wanted to help other people through that journey. And so I ended up going to ASU, graduated in kinesiology, and uh, started being a personal trainer. So I focused on personal training. And I just, when you go through a transformation, you have an itch that needs to be scratched from time to time. And that was for me. I am a competitor through and through, and I will always compete. And I will always collaborate because I think they go hand in hand. But I ended up saying like, hey, what's the hardest thing that I could do? And I thought, oh, I know, getting punched in the face by someone exactly my weight. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know uh, what I that means. A, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I took my chances, uh, got into fighting and uh, learned a lot of lessons as I went through that process. Learned a lot about myself and learned a lot about others as I went through the process too. And ended up making a decision that it was time to retire. And the reason I retired, it wasn't for lack of skill set or lack of ability, but I had my first kid and kids will make you reconsider certain things. Absolutely. You know, there's risk and reward. Sure. And I said like, the risk isn't worth the reward anymore. So I stepped away from that. Okay. So take me through that decision process from being a personal trainer to wanting to get hit in the face. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I love being a personal trainer so much because it was its own challenge in itself. I started working with people and saying like, oh, it's gonna be easy. I know the strategies, I know the systems, I'm gonna go change their lives. And then quickly I realized, crap, it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and I had to learn those lessons, learn how to communicate to them. So I became very effective as a trainer and as a coach because you have to ask the right questions to yeah. get the right results. But I remember I did a sparring round and I did some boxing lessons and I really, really liked it. 
Like, I was like, this is kind of fun. And so I said, I'm curious how far I can go in this journey. Like, I'm kind of curious to see what I can do and who I can become through this journey. And so I made a decision to go into that while I was still uh, training and coaching people. And how old were you then? I was 27 at the time when I was making the decision of, is this something I'm going to do or not? And then I really started pursuing it. I was 28. Okay. So how does that age factor into UFC? Were you an old guy? Were you in your oh, prime? Old, yeah. No, were you yeah. at 28? Were you like an old yeah. guy in the field? Yeah, that's there? an old guy who should be been like, what are you doing? Why are you starting something? And how'd you handle you? that? <laughs> like a champion? <laughs> I'll tell you what's funny, Jay, the hardest time I've ever had was entrepreneurship, to be completely honest. And I'll, I'll explain that further on into the conversation. But being a fighter, I'm not going to say it was easy because it wasn't, but life's a perception. And my perception was I'm going to give my all. I'm going to give my best and see who I can become in this sport that I'm playing in right now. What was the best fight you had? My best fight, I had two. One, surprisingly, I'm fighting against a guy who was much bigger than I was. Mm -hmm. And the reason being, I ended up, one of the headliners had gotten sick, so they needed a fill-in, and they offered me to fill-in. And I said, like, yeah, we're, I guess we're renegotiating, even though I am getting ready to fight someone else completely different. Right. I'm renegotiating for a new fight tonight. That's okay. the way that it goes sometimes. Yep, yep. So I'm getting in this fight with a guy who's probably got 20 pounds on me. And I'm like, huh, this is interesting. But we get to see who we are in those moments, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you got to show so, up. Yeah, yeah. And my coach, greatest advice ever, he's like, don't get hit by this guy because I think he can really, really hurt you. No crap. Thanks. Right, right, right. Thanks for that lesson. <laughs> that was inspirational. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I went through that process. And so the first round, where uh, the bell rings to end it, and I'm exhausted. I have no energy left. Right. There's nothing. And I can hear my mind like it wants to give up, like this is a wrap. And that's where I got the opportunity. I'm like, oh, there's an opportunity in this. Because if I can show up, my brain will have learned that new lesson. Because your brain's learning too, just sure. as your spirit and your soul's learning. I'm like, all right, here it is. Who am I going to be? Like, who am I going to be in this moment? And sure enough, I made it out and I ended up submitting him in the second round. And it was just a newfound realization for me, my brain and myself to mm -hmm. say, hey, we can conquer things even when we feel like the towel has been thrown in. So that was my first one. And my second one, surprisingly, I would have never guessed it would have been this way, but we learned lessons along the way. I got knocked out on live TV. I got knocked out by a guy named Yoel Romero. and. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't happy with it at the time that it happened, but it was actually inspirational for the people that I work with because I came back and I did what I needed to do. That's sometimes you get hit with life and sometimes you're the hammer, sometimes you're the nail. And I always tell my people, look, the one thing you can control is your attitude. That's the one thing that you get. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I got. I got to control that in that moment and say, I can be gracious and win and gracious in defeat. And I can show up better than I showed up last time. I can be a better person than I was last time. Yeah. And sometimes the hardest lessons, I mean, actually getting knocked out actually teaches you 
the most valuable things. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it, it takes was, time. It was so crazy for me because I didn't know my people needed to see me get knocked down. Because if you've never been knocked down to your people, they see you as like, you can't be beat. You're unstoppable. Unstoppable isn't that you don't get knocked down. Unstoppable is what are you going to do when you get knocked down? Yeah, you're going to get back up, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. Well, you know, you hear those stories throughout time from the greatest motivational speakers. And people say it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down, right? It matters how many times you get up. And today, life is challenging with the pandemic and supply chains and the politics and everything that's going on outside the country and the compounding of information just from technology. It's Mm -hmm. tough for people and it's, they get overwhelmed very easily today. So I think that's a great lesson that like wherever you find failure, there's always a lesson in it. So step back, take the good, take the high road, learn from it and get back up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good stories. So let me ask you now, do you remember the, was it a punch that knocked you out? Oh, flying knee. And I remember the exact moment. Yep. Do you really? And then what? Nothing. Uh-huh. And then nothing after that? It was interesting. So I got a couple good learning lessons from that, actually, because I remember the feeling that I had even on the knockout, right? Okay. And I remember it recovering instantly. I remembered exactly what happened. Uh, the good learning lesson for that was I was well conditioned. I was ready for the fight. I had prepared my body so well. And I say prepared so well because a knockout like that can do a lot of damage to a person. And so I got to say like, look, I put in 100% and sometimes the chips don't fall where you'd like them to fall. But the work you put in, it's not for not. There's always something with the work that you're putting in. So keep putting in the work because it's going to show exponential results. You know what I always find amazing is these guys that do go in some of these fights where they, they're they not conditioned. They haven't yeah. put the work in before. So are those yeah. guys just like insane? <laughs> I mean, because I think that, yeah. you know what I mean? Because like you can watch some of these fights, you know, well, this guy is going to get, he's going to get clobbered. I mean, he's not really yeah. in shit. And the other guy is a beast, right? And you're like, how can you go into the ring Knowing I that had, guy is going to be a beast, right? And how do you not? I had him? a guy fight with, he was an ex-professional athlete. And this guy, it's called training in your garage. And training in your garage means like you're not training at a gym. You don't have teammates. You don't have sparring partners. You're doing it in your garage. That's not a place that you want to be if you're looking to fight a professional fight. So this guy calls me up and asks me if I will coach him for the fight. And I go, there's no way. I'm going to coach you for the fight. You haven't been training anywhere. You've been training in your garage and you're getting ready to fight not only a professional in fighting, but a professional football player, an ex-football player. (laughs) You know how explosive those guys are? Yeah. I go, dude, you're going to get hurt. And he's like, I got the ferocity. I have the belief, coach. Like, you got to believe in me. And I'm like, belief is only one piece of the puzzle. Belief will do nothing without the reps. And you haven't put them in. I go, dude, I can't corner you, man. I can't. I would not take this fight straight up. I would not take this fight. So he ends up taking the fight. I'm actually at the fight, right? Okay. Yeah. You hope it's going to happen another way, but you know, it's going to happen, especially if you've been in the game long enough. And he ends up getting knocked out after less than 19 seconds. And the scary part, that wasn't even the scary part because knockouts happen. 
he was out for a good 30 seconds. That's the scary part. Yeah, he was out for, and I'm sitting there freaking out, worried about him. And he comes, so I end up leaving the arena. He ends up catching up to me. He goes, well, at least I got that one out of the way. And I go, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, hey, I'll see you next week at the gym. Now I know he's not coming back. He has the adrenaline pumping in his body. Right. But when he wakes up and he feels that pain, he's not coming back. Right. Because he basically, he cashed a check or he wrote a check he can't cash. You know, that's what it's called. You write a check that you can't cash. And he didn't know it in that moment, but I knew it. I'm like, all right, well, good luck. We'll see what happens. I just told him we'll see what happens, which basically means you're not coming back. Right. Haven't seen him since. Right. Haven't seen him since. And I think it's important to tell those inspirational short stories, but it's also important to tell those stories of like, look, inspiration is great and you need it, but it's a piece to the puzzle. You need the other pieces in place too. You got to go step by step by step and you got to respect the process. Sure. It's like when people listen to this podcast, they're listening to stories, right? They're listening to people who are normal, average, everyday human beings, you know, me, everybody else, right? But they also have dreams, right? Yeah. Yeah, they have dreams and they want to aspire to be successful. And so what I think is important is the fact that while you have stories and you have things that happen to you, you chose the high road. You didn't necessarily really take it personally and beat yourself up over it. Although I'm sure there were thoughts of that at times, right? Like everybody. But it really, those are like defining moments where your life can go left or it can go right. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And so there is no real shortcut to success, right? You know, you have to work hard and you know that, as you said, there are pieces to the puzzle. And I think in today's world, a lot of people think, oh, there's so much technology. It can do everything for me. I don't really have to grow personally. I don't really have to overcome myself. But we all know success really is overcoming yourself, right? It is. <laughs> I mean, 100%. That, right? It's so you hear all these stories, oh, this guy made seven figures and this guy did this and this guy did that. And of course, it's great to look up to those people, right? And say, oh, I want to be like that. But you've got to do the work. Yeah. There's no shortcut. You have to do the work. And yeah. so tell me, when was it that you decided to leave UFC? and pursue this road? I actually got cut from the UFC and I fought more. I fought in Russia. I fought for uh, the World Series of Fighting title. And I was on my way back to getting back into the UFC, but I had my first kid and I wanted to fight for my kid. You know, like I wanted to pay the bills for my kid. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. And there was just something, I couldn't quite explain it. There was an offness there. Like my training wasn't the same. I wanted it, but something was missing. And I'm working with Trevor and something feels off. And I'm like, it's not like a nervousness because nervousness I think is healthy. Terror is like another level altogether. And it was like a feeling of terror. I'm like, what? why am I feeling this? Like I'm prepared, I'm ready. I'm doing all the things that I need to. And I get in the cage, I'm like, crap. I'm worried about my son. No, really. Now you're in the cage right there, ready to fight. Yeah. And you have this. Yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking about having to take care of my son later. I'm like, I'm in the wrong place right now. And you know, it's funny when you do put in the reps, you actually become the thing that you're putting the reps into. 
I was still able to fight at that high level with my mindset not being in the right place. Because you were just prepared. from all of the training. Yeah, yeah because you, yeah. Were, you were prepared. You were in fight and I almost mode, knocked but... him out. Really? Yeah, I almost yeah. knocked him out in the second round. And Trevor knew I was off. Like he could tell I was half a second off on everything because my mind wasn't there. But everything else was functioning in the way that it needed to function. And I'm like, fuck, like, damn, I'm done. That's when I knew I was done because it really? just wasn't right time, wasn't right place for me. Like I had to make a decision and my decision was I'm going to take care of my son. Yeah, you want to live. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the fight, you've made this decision. You feel like you may be more in alignment and then maybe even a little bit terrified, right? But still, like, mm -hmm. how did you decide to do this where you inspire people and help them? How did you decide that? I screwed this up, Jay, so much. <laughs> like this was probably one of the hardest paths I took because it was so new to me and so different. I love people. And I'll tell you, when my biological dad left when I was four, it was more of a curiosity of how could somebody do that? It wasn't a pointing at someone and saying, you did that. People are going to do what they're going to do. And I get the choice to do and what I'm going to do. I've always had a strong love for people. And it's been carrying me through my journey. But I remember I was on a Facebook Live and I said, I'm going to influence 1 billion people. Just said it. Didn't know how. Didn't know what bold. I was going to do. That was yeah, bold. right. <laughs> I told my coach, I want to fight in the UFC in less than a year. Like after my first professional fight. And he goes, you, he just has this look like you've lost your <laughs> mind. It's not possible. It's not happening. You're not supposed to lose your mind yeah, I got after the less, fight. <laughs> I got there in less than 10 months. Good for you. That's great. I fought in less than 10 months. And even my coach was like, how did we do that? <laughs> I'm like, With heart and passion, baby. Right, that's how that's we do it. it. Welcome to my world. <laughs> so yeah. I said that and I didn't know how I was going to do it. And I'm like, huh. In my mind, I'm like, I'm going to talk to one person at a time and eventually I'll talk to a billion. Like, there here we go. go. That's it. And for the entrepreneur journey, I was in Amazon FBA, which is fulfillment by Amazon. And that's how I started my course because I was doing that to make money and I wanted to inspire on the side. I hadn't come to the conclusion that I could put them together. Like I hadn't come to that conclusion. So I'm like, I'm inspiring on the side and I'm trying to make money and I'm, it was hard. It was really, really hard. Like I'm like, what in the heck? I can't figure out. And I also realized you got to be really, really careful when there's a lot of eyeballs on the things that you're selling. Because there's some people who are going to try and undercut you. They're going to try and make you look bad. They're going, and I'm just like, what in the heck is going on? Yeah, like, in Amazon FOB. Yeah. Not as easy as it looks. No, not even a little. <laughs> not, I mean, and then, by the way, if anybody hears that, if anybody just hears that on the podcast, it's yeah. well worth that they listen yes. to it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so but tell us a little. Like, oh, yeah, if you just want to get a piece here and a piece there, like. Uh, yeah, go, no. to lo go to the Home Depot and scan it and then put it on Facebook for more money. And oh, yeah, you yep. can make $1,500 a week. So tell us about that. So I got some coaching in that and I was making some money. Not great money, but some. And Jay, I was working my butt off. Eventually, when we start going after something, sometimes we 
put other things on the back burner and we make our lives harder. And I was putting my health on the back burner. I was putting things on the back burner that I shouldn't have been putting on. And Jay, so my kid ends up getting sick one day, right? Now I had been sleeping like two hours, two hours a night because I was doing my morning stuff, my night stuff, just like, hey, you gotta grind 22 hours out of 24. You gotta do what you gotta do. Just like training for a fight. Yeah, yeah. And my kid gets sick and I feel like this insane headache, like this absolutely insane headache. And so we end up taking my kid to make sure that he doesn't have anything wrong with him. He's good to go, completely healthy, just had a cold, but I end up falling apart. And what was interesting, I didn't actually fall, like really crash until my wife got home. It's almost like my body knew it had to take care of my son right. until someone else could take care of him. And my wife comes home and I just drained, absolutely drained. And I don't know what's going on. And we end up taking me to the hospital and I find out I have a double ear infection and they go to hydrate me. And they're like, your veins are like linguine. Like we can't even stick you right now. Can't even find, yeah. So it was a really hard process because I couldn't even keep anything down. And it was 10 days of hell, like 10 days of absolute hell. Uh, they end up getting the IV in me. The IV made a night and day difference. How like, bad, I sure. Felt, yeah, it's like I life. Better. Yeah. yeah, I instantly felt better. And I was like, crap. And in my head, I'm still looking for opportunities. Like, I didn't know I was always an entrepreneur. What mm -hmm. entrepreneurs do really good is they find opportunities and value in the marketplace and they serve it. That's it. Now, I didn't know this at the time, but I knew I was an opportunist. That I knew for sure. And I'm like, I need to figure this out because it's not working. Like, it's not working in the way that I want it to. And when I started coming back to, I started figuring out like, okay, how do I make the system better? How do I make these things better? And how do I make sure to take care of myself? Like yeah. I got to remember, it's almost like you got to re-remember the basics. And see, when I became a fighter, it wasn't like people were pulling me and telling me where I should fight and how I should fight and what I should do. I went after the coaches who got people to high levels. That's it. So I'm like, okay, these coaches know how to get these people to this. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I focused on. So I went to with the uh, lollies. In entrepreneurship, I was lost. I didn't know who to listen to and who not to listen to. And there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. Yeah. So I just started listening to people. Right. And I, I was just like, I'm getting pulled in every different direction. And the craziest thing, the one voice I forgot to listen to was my own. The one yeah. voice that has gotten me through every trouble, every triumph, every situation was my own. Yeah. was me saying, okay, what do I need to do now? Stepping out of what do I do need to do now? What are the critical steps? And sometimes I think we got to get lost in order to find a new version of ourselves. Yeah. And you got to be willing. Yeah. To say like, you got to be willing to get beat up. Yeah. But like, you really do got to be willing to get beat up because business is not easy and mm -hmm. life is not easy. Combining all of those things and maybe overcoming some of the things from your childhood and your past, it's not easy. But you know, yeah. you got to be willing to stand up and get in the fight. You know, there's like three types of people. I always say there's like there's the people in the stands, right? There's the people yeah. in the in the game playing, and then there are those people who don't even know there is a game. So if this is your one life, 
you're here right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. you want to be in the game. Play the game. Time is yeah. an evil player. It will wipe you off the board <laughs> without a thought. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So you decide you're not going to fight. You decide you're going to go into Amazon. Your wife supports you. You've got a kid. And then you realize you're not in alignment with Amazon. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you decide to go into uh, into this field. Am I correct? This coaching yeah. so field. So what was right? interesting, people were calling me coach. So I ended up getting him like, I probably should get certified in this if everyone's calling me this thing. So I ended up getting certified and I'm like laughing because I go, holy crap, I've been doing this since personal training. Right. And then as I, yeah. <laughs> and then as I went even deeper into it, like as I got, became a better and deeper coach, I'm like, holy crap, I've been doing this since I was four. Right. So remember when you said you get a choice. So I'm that four-year-old kid, and my choice was I'm going to live. When he drove away, my choice was I'm going to live. And in that moment, I'm like, holy crap, I've been coaching ever since then. Right. So even though you're certified, you know, the natural talent, right, the natural coach is powerful. It's Mm -hmm. powerful. It's like working with people and being called coach. Those are all signs. Yeah. Right. The yeah. signs along the way, like somebody's hitting you on the head going, Hey, you need to listen to this. All right, coach, oh, you need to listen to this coach. And so yeah. sometimes we ignore those type of things until it gets to the point where somebody is like really hitting you hard. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. What? I get it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait. All right. So now you get certified. Mm-hmm. you've been a coach and you're a coach yeah. and you start your business. What happens? There's a guy who says it's laws, not luck. Cause I say I'm one of the luckiest people on the planet, <laughs> but I look at it and I'm like, Oh, that's what he means. Cause I am always looking for an opportunity every single time there's an opportunity and everything. And I end up meeting this business coach and me and her, we talk for like four hours. We're at this coffee shop. And we just have a really good connection. So she starts pitching me her services. And even as she's pitching them, I know there's no way that I can afford what she's pitching. Because it sounds like it's so good. The pitch is amazing. You get this, you get this, you get your own speakers reel. And I stopped her. I'm like, look, I want to be completely straight with you. I know I'm not going to be able to afford what you're pitching to me. I just, I want to be completely upfront with you on that. And she goes, oh, okay, well, let me just go through the pitch. And if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. I'm like, all right, that's fair. And so she goes through the pitch and it's a $15,000 package. I'm like, well, I was right. <laughs> like, I can't afford that right now. Right. And she goes, well, actually, I do need a trainer. Would you be willing to do a trade? And I'm like, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would be willing to do a trade because I need that service. And right. I know that I need it. So we end up doing the trade and I start learning the business world at a refined level. And it was interesting. She's like me in a lot of ways where she's just caring and kind and really loves her people, but she'll also punch them in the gut when she has to, because sure. it is what it is. She's telling me about finding my right avatar and connecting with people who I'm meant to connect with and who can understand my message. And I can't, like, I'm having trouble figuring that out. 
and I'm trying to connect with my people and I'm trying to figure trying it to, out. Yeah, trying to find your ideal client. Yeah. And so I'm going through this process and she's like, yeah, I just, I hope I'm not frustrating you. And I go, no, not even a little bit. Like I know the process. I've never had a problem with the process because I know what the process can get you. Like right. that's the game that I like to play. And I go, so I should do what you need to do. Be as hard on me as you need to be because I need to learn the lessons. I need to build these muscles. And that's when things really started clicking at a completely new level. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I went into another place and I got lost for a moment again too, because I had her and then I had another guy and he comes from a real marketing mentality. Like everything about him is marketing. Even when you're talking to him directly, he's marketing to you. And he's telling me how easy this is, how simple it is, how in three months you can have everything that you need. That's the message I needed to hear in the moment that I was in. I did not need to hear that message. Mm -hmm. It will get easy and things do get easy. But when they're hard, they're hard. And sometimes people need to know like, hey, you're working new muscles. Right. It's going to, you're going to get sore. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I got when I was losing my weight. I want to know like, okay, this is hard. Okay. At least I'm moving in the right direction. Don't tell me I'm doing something that I'm not doing or tell me that like, yeah, you just knocked this guy out with one punch like this. Don't tell me that shit. Tell me the straight truth so I can put in the reps in the way that I need to put in the reps. And that's where I started getting lost again because I'm like, okay, if it's supposed to be easy, where am I messing up? What am I doing wrong? Where am I? Like, I got to try again. I got to try again. And that's when I realized like, no, it's easy for him, not for me. He wasn't wrong for what he said. That's his reality. But I have my own reality too. And my reality is like, I don't get this. So in order to get something is by taking action and figuring it out. That's the game that I always knew is like, hey, take this one action. In fact, with a lot of people that I work with, I give them the overview and then we start working on the reps because if they're constantly looking at the overview, it's too much. It's too much for a person. But when they can step on like, okay, what's the one thing that you can leverage? What's the one thing that will make all the other dominoes fall over? Now we're talking. Now it's a process and it makes sense. Sure. It's like, how do you eat an elephant? You know, eat an elephant one bite bite at a time. time. Just like that. Exactly. Sure. Otherwise, it's just overpowering. It's overwhelming. And what was interesting, I learned something that was very, very interesting in me. Like, I always knew I had that loving, caring heart. I really, really love people. But I also love to go into the edges of reality. And I love to go into the edges of, like, what made the very best people the best people and what made the very worst people the worst people. And the changes aren't that different. (laughs) Like when you start looking at it, it's like, wait a minute. They're both the hero in their reality. They just figured out like it's an environmental thing. Mm -hmm. It's the people that they surrounded themselves with. But there's something in those people. There's something in those people who can push and can lead and can move a nation. There's something in them. And that's where I'm like, and I'm that way. Holy crap. And that's why I realize like everything that I do, every way that I act, because I know that I will get the desire that I want to get, because that's just my mentality. That's my nature. That's who Mm -hmm. I am. And it's imperative that I stand up in integrity on a regular basis and always ask myself, 
am I being integrous? Because it's easy to BS yourself. We do it yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You got to sleep good at night. Yeah. You know, it's like Zig Ziglar's always said, you get everything in life you want, as long as you help enough other people get what they want. Right. Yeah. That so, I mean, one I absolutely loved. And it really resonated. It took my game plan to a whole new level because I also separated money and impact. I was making my life harder in a lot of ways. Yeah, sure. And then when I realized, like, why not combine them together? <laughs> <laughs> the light <What>? came on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So who inspired you along the way? Is there any particular person that inspired you other than having that drive and charisma yourself and focus? I always say I gather inspiration from everybody, uh, different forms of inspiration. So I say everyone's our mentor at all times. They're telling us what to do and what not to do. My mom, very strong woman who loved me and cared for me and did the best that she could every single time and was really good at telling good stories. My dad, not my biological, but this is the man that I call dad to this day. He was a great storyteller, great at selling, and uh, great at selling a very good story. And also, sometimes our stories can either inspire us or keep us stuck. Mm -hmm. And some of those, our stories are really good and they inspire us. And some of our stories are someone else's baggage and they keep us super, super stuck. So I got to see like, oh, my parents are telling me the best stories that they can tell me for where they're at. And that's a beautiful thing. So I respect everything that they've ever given me because my dad, one thing he did tell me was take responsibility. And I've taken that lesson and that lesson has been my best friend is looking within and saying, okay, what can I control? What can't I control? And know the difference between the two. And there's always a lot more that we can control than we think. You know, yeah. that's the name of the game. So as I started moving forward, I started seeing them like, everyone gives me an opportunity. Everybody gives me an opportunity and they can either help propel me or keep me chained into something and anchored into something. And both can be good when you want them to be. Just sure. as a ship needs an anchor to stay in place. And sometimes the ship doesn't need that anchor. So it's like figuring out how to work the perfect muscle. Like even as a fighter, everything that I've understood, the most powerful individual is the thinking man because they think intentionally for 24 hours a day. And the power of being able to do that and the power to imagine is something at another level. Something entrepreneurs do very good because that's what they're trained to do. They're trained to find innovative ways, innovative solutions to help people through their process. And I absolutely love it. So when I say, who inspires me? My clients, my family, my haters, my doubters. See, that's the road you take. Yeah. See, like most people will be like, even celebrities, you know, they're in like hypnotherapy and they're like, I can't deal with social media and all the haters. I can't deal with it. Well, mm -hmm. you're choosing not to deal with it. That's, that's how you're dealing with it. <laughs> you're, yeah. And they're all messed up. And they're like, I have to be able to not really care what other people are thinking because it really messes yeah. me up. And uh, yeah, exactly. But that's the road. See, like it. Even the haters. No, I learn from my haters. I get there's messages in there that I can learn from. And you know, the thing is, like with the listeners that we're, that are here today or are going to be listening in the future. Not all of them 
a quote, entrepreneurs. They might just want to be business owners. And there's a difference. So what do you think the difference between a business owner and an entrepreneur is? That's a great question. I want to know yours as well. But for me, a business owner is a person who runs one business. One business and they run it, well, they can run it well or not so well. I guess it depends on the business owner. Right. An entrepreneur, they are an innovator and they can have their hands in ownership in several different businesses. They're risk takers, which I've never been a fan of that because I'm not a risk taker either. I'm actually very risk adverse. And some people would look at that and say, no, you're not. You are a UFC fighter. Well, yeah, I am because I'm going to put in the reps in such a way that when I go in there, I know what the result is most likely going to be. Like, usually I'm going to win. That's why I win as much as I do, because I put in the energy, I put in the effort. So when game time comes, there is no risk. There is no risk in game time. At least it's minimized totally. Yeah, it's a very, very low risk. So that's how I see it. Yeah, you know, I see a business owner as somebody who can rely on processes and systems and calculate their success if they put in the work, right? And an entrepreneur is that opportunistic kind of guy who can sing and dance at the same time. And I think overall, a lot of entrepreneurs are risk takers, but I think they minimize risk by getting the information and calculating what they bring to that opportunity. I like that they're calculated. I'm all about the word calculation. because I'm sure you are. Yeah. (laughs) When you're looking at risk adverse, here's the thing. I know I have to live as much effing life as I can. That's the one thing that I know for sure. The biggest risk is sitting on the sidelines. You want to be in the, the, that's what I was talking about before. It's like, you want to be in the game. And now not everybody is really cut out for being in the game. You know, some are like Super Bowl in the game and other people are like college basketball in the game. Yes. Right. And yeah. And entrepreneurs are really kind of a flashy word today. You know, like I'm an entrepreneur and nobody really knows what that is. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like people go, people say to me, well, what do you do, Jay? And I go, a while ago, I used to go like, I'm a hypnotherapist. Like, what? What the hell? That just goes right right over the head. (laughs) I'm just the guy you can talk to and I can help straighten you out. (laughs) I had a disconnect with being even called a coach because everyone was called a coach. Like, so I'm like, well, oh my goodness, I have to compete with all of these people. Like, no, they're going to be be yelling at me all the time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, what the heck? And I started realizing like, Oh, there is no competition. Competition's an illusion. And exactly. it's our illusion. It's the illusion that we want to have, which yeah. is a beautiful thing. So when we can step back and say, like, there's more than enough people that you can serve, that you're built to serve. There's plenty. You don't have to worry about anything. You just have to get the frameworks and the processes down. And as you were talking about with entrepreneurs, understanding the opportunities. Where's the opportunity? Where's right. the opportunity? Sure. And you'll attract your people. Yes. You know, the people who resonate with you are going to gravitate towards you. And not every coach is the same. Not every consultant is the same. Not every entrepreneur is the same. Not every teacher is the same. You've got to be able to have good rapport 
in order to break through some of the some of the things that are holding people back. I mean, because mm-hmm. everybody wants to feel better, right? Everybody wants to achieve. Everybody wants to have control. But and more and more people, I think today, with the transition of what's happening in the world, we're kind of moving into, I think you probably can feel it, more of a spiritual, more of a reawakening kind of a mode. The vibration I, is I getting a little can. bit higher, you know, and people are starting to go, oh, yeah, wait I, a minute. I 100% can. Why, why am I, I here, right? You I'll tell you the craziest piece. I, I knew I was here at a young age. And for a minute, I forgot. Just like I said, when I w- took the entrepreneur journey and I had people s- do this, do this, do this, do this. And it's like I knew why I was here. And for that moment, I forgot. And it was the most uncomfortable feeling, being unclear, being unsure. But what was really interesting to me when COVID hit, like I had this fire come out of me where I'm like, people need me more now than ever. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly how I was. So we're in the right place at the right time with the right skill set. But I think yeah. the authenticity, like you're fired up about helping people and living the best life you can by helping other people. It's exactly the same way I am. Like I oh, know yeah. exactly. I, I read it all over your stories. I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, I know exactly who I am. And when you can turn somebody on to them waking up and being authentic, that's powerful. Oh, yeah. Powerful exactly. stuff. Yeah, I'll give you just a funny thing. Like people used to call you coach. People used to call me captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's old school, you know, I'm older than you. Yeah. And it's like, they used to call me captain. I'm like, captain? Like, okay, I'm a boat captain. Okay. <laughs> well, in my former life, I wanted to be a charter boat captain. So it was really just another name for coach. You know what I yeah. mean? Like captain, yeah, coach, absolutely. whatever. So what advice would you give to somebody who's listening today that goes, uh, yeah, I would really like to be my own boss someday. What do you think I need to do? I would sit down and really listen to that inner voice and make a decision. Just make a decision. Yeah, but what if my family doesn't support me? Oh, they won't. <laughs> Just like, what yeah. about my what Look, if my friend? What if my friends laugh at me? Yeah, I'll tell you. So one thing that I'm really good at is when I make a decision, I make a decision. My parents didn't want me to fight. I'm glad that I did. My wife didn't want me to be an entrepreneur. I'm glad that I did. Remember, you have to take responsibility. And if you're okay with being where you're at, be where you're at. But if five, 10 years down the line, you're looking at yourself and saying, ah, I wish I should have, or you can't go back with should have. You never can. You can't say, well, wait, let me rewind. You can't. Time will continue to go and will always go. So the best time, they say the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. And the second best time is now. That's all we ever have. And that's all we ever did have. So what are you going to do today? Do you think it's important too that, let's say the family doesn't support you and your friends are laughing at you and you really want to do something that it's important to find a sense of inspiration or support, whether it's through audio tapes or books oh, or yeah. a mentor. You got to have somebody. Yeah, having that right environment. And those are amazing questions and insights, Jay. Like if I were to try to fight in the UFC and I'm going to the bar on a regular basis and I'm not uh, sleeping properly and I'm not doing the things that a UFC fighter does to be a UFC fighter, I'm screwed. 
I have no chance, right. no matter how much I try. Right. And so our environment is a key determiner of who we become. And what, wow, you actually just gave me an insight. What I'm really good at coaching on is your internal environment is much more powerful than your external environment. We just don't work our internal environment muscles. We're looking at a That's screen and we're like, oh, I got to clean the screen. No, you got to clean the lens. Right, exactly. That's what I say about, you know, do you buy the course first or do you invest in yourself first? So I always say, I have a post coming out tomorrow about this. It's like, mm -hmm. what came first, you know, the chicken or the egg? Do you buy the yeah. course, you know, where it's all promised to you? Like, if you do this marketing, everything will fall into your lap and you'll be rich, right? And I don't have to do anything, right? Or do you take, which is a powerful message today on social media. That's a powerful. Yeah. You can't escape that message, right? And so yeah. a lot of people get sucked into that. And or do you do it like you and I do, right? You do the work grow yourself into a, you know, fully realized human being Put with the, the skill set, right? <laughs> with the reps, right? And then yeah. get the course and crush it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's always the internal side first and mm -hmm. then the tools. 100%. But people are seduced with the tools first. Yeah. And it's not even the anyone's fault because it's a human thing. Right. Exactly. Like if, that's if it. If there was a million dollars in the parking lot and I just had to come over and pick it up and go drive away with it, like, oh, well, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So you find one, you let me know. I'll meet yeah. you there. All right. We just split it and take off. <laughs> All right. So listen, hey, I just want to thank you for your story today. It was just awesome, man. I really appreciate yeah. you uh, sharing some of the insights, especially about the UFC and Amazon. Because again, there's a really clear message out there about, Oh, yeah, you can do Amazon FOB and you can just make a lot of money. It's pretty easy. Yeah, sure. It's like no big deal. Not the case. No. Yeah. You know, the devil's it, in the it, details, right? Well, what's super cool, because I love understanding psychology, too. This is where we all win. Everybody, me, Jay, audience, respect and appreciate things that we work for. We do. We just do. Yeah. Yeah. We end up winning the game that we want to win anyway, because right. we have to put in the reps. Right. And there's nothing worse than knowing you should do something and delaying it throughout your life. So late in life, you are filled with regret. I mean, there's a study done that asked like 800 seniors, mm -hmm. if you could do one thing over again, now that you're at the end of the road, what is the one thing you would do differently? And the answer overwhelmingly was, I would have taken more risks. Because with risk, you're going to win, but you're also going to fail, right? And so if you have the right attitude, and you don't do stupid risks, obviously, but like you yeah. learn from every failure. And that's part of the business journey and the entrepreneurial journey. And that is that, like you said, when you have a road to choose, choose the right lesson to listen to. Yeah. It's Absolutely. like when you fail, learn from it. Get back up, go back into the game. Just keep playing the game. Because yes. I've, I've heard like 90% of success is just showing up every day. Like you got to go in there, right? And you got to do the reps, even when you don't want to. Yeah. It sucks. It, it really sucks. Is. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then so, I always talk about what mindset do they need? Like, what do they need to hear in the moment that they need to hear it? Like some people have the skills and they just don't have the belief anymore. Right. So they need to hear, yeah, it's easy. You got these skills. Use that. And some people need to hear, oh, you need to build your skill in this. People need to hear different things. 
And there's a saying, when the student is ready, the master appears. Sure, absolutely. And there's a lot of truth to that. So much, yeah. so much truth. So why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with you or find out more about you? Yeah, yeah. So Clifford Starks is my name. You can find me on Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram. And I also have a Facebook group called Mind Body Business Mastery. That's where we're looking to master ourselves in our mind, in our body, in our business, because each piece basically extends one another. So that is where they can find me. Awesome. Great story today. Thanks for spending time with us. And even though you're no longer a fighter, I still think you're a champion. Awesome. I appreciate that, Jay. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today. Make sure you subscribe to the show in iTunes or wherever you consume podcasts information and if you feel so inclined please leave a four or five star rating and a comment with a review below we hope you truly learned something today share this podcast we'll see you next time